perhaps the Lord will work for us. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving. This is the Perhaps Podcast. Today, I get the privilege of speaking with Jordan Conkler, a full-time missionary currently living and serving in Johannesburg, South Africa. You'll get to hear as Jordan shares her heart for creativity and passion for advocating for those with mental health issues and how for her, the two are connected. Jordan, thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? I am doing so good. Happy to be here today and to have a little chat. So jumping right into our discussion today, I would love to hear a little bit about your story. Um, You're currently living in South Africa as a full-time missionary. So I would love to hear just quickly a little bit about the role that you serve in. And then would you mind sharing all about your journey to Johannesburg, what it's been like? Just go for it. The floor is yours. Yes, I'm a full-time missionary in South Africa working for a nonprofit, Impact Africa. And my role is that I kind of do a lot of the like logistical admin type stuff and I'm also the content writer. So a lot of um, creativity and social media, all that good stuff. The road to getting here seems kind of long, but long story short, when I was eight years old, I felt the Lord calling me to be a missionary in Africa, not South Africa specifically, but just the continent of Africa. And I didn't know where or how or how that was going to come into fruition but throughout the years like the Lord kept kind of feeding that passion and watering the seeds in my heart and then I went on a couple short-term mission trips in high school I went to South Africa Zambia and Uganda and really fell in love with Africa of course and just love being here but my game plan my 10-year plan was to go to college get married start a family all that stuff and then like maybe 10, 20 years down the road, moved my family over to Africa, but the Lord had different plans. And I actually came over here to South Africa for a year, about a year, 10 months when I just graduated college. And as soon as I got here, I felt like the Lord was calling me to stay here longer, but I didn't really know what that looked like because my game plan was a whole lot different. I'm single, no relationship on the horizon, obviously don't have kids, nothing like that. So clearly this didn't go with my game plan, but the Lord kind of encouraged me to forget about that plan and to just follow his guidance and to follow his leading. And so I accepted a full-time staff position here as a missionary and I've been living here ever since. What a neat story. So you mentioned that a large part of your role at Impact Africa is content writing. Can you share a little bit more about that role and what that looks like? I am the content writer for Impact Africa, which came in a roundabout sort of way. Originally, my job was not creative content or anything like that. It was during the middle of 2020, (laughs) during the pandemic and everything. And I reached out to some of the other staff members and asked if they needed any help with content writing because it was something I was really passionate about. And they said they were actually like praying about needing people to help. And so ever since I have been writing for Impact Africa, which was crazy to me because when I was getting ready to graduate college, I was actually looking for nonprofits to do writing for. But I was like, no big nonprofit is going to hire someone fresh out of college who has no experience with professional content writing. And so I didn't really know how that was ever going to happen. And then because I'd already had my foot in the door and already been working for Impact Africa, then I was able to kind of step into that position. And so now content writing kind of looks like writing newsletters, writing creative content for our social media platforms, brainstorming fun video ideas, and just encouraging our interns to write, editing their newsletters, things like that. So a lot of writing, editing, and just creating stuff that goes out into the world. 
So when it comes to performing these tasks, writing newsletters and social media campaigns and whatnot, how have you been able to apply your heart and passion for writing and creativity to ministry and build a ministry from that? I absolutely adore writing. I think that words are beautiful and it's just a big passion of mine and they've always been really healing to me. For a long time, I wrote in a healing way to kind of be like a source of healing to myself where I would write to process feelings and process stuff I was going through. Like I filled up countless journals when I was in high school and college. So I would always kind of write more for myself, but I knew that by writing, when other people read your words, it can be impactful to them and healing to them. So although I wanted my writing to be impactful for others, I do think for the majority of my life, I would write more for my own sake. But now um, using writing in ministry is kind of cool because I get to write um, for others. It's humbling in the sense where I do write a lot of content, but it doesn't have my name connected to it. It's not like broadcast out there as like, I'm the writer, like I'm the one doing all this. And I think that's good for my pride because I can tend to be a prideful human. So I think that helps me. And it's cool that like I'm writing on behalf of an organization and getting to tell really cool stories that might not get to be told otherwise. So whether that's going out on ministry in these communities and talking with a local person um, and kind of getting to hear their story and then go and share that with the world or whether it's just sharing a testimony from one of the different areas of our ministry in general and just getting to kind of share what we're doing. So all that, I guess it's all about kind of sharing stories and that's kind of how we get to use it in ministry. And that's just, I'm passionate about that because I think there's a lot of stories out there that need to be told that don't necessarily have the opportunities to get told. That's seriously so great and also such a need. You know, scripture implores us to be a voice for the voiceless. And that shows me that the Lord cares about the voiceless and the vulnerable. And he wants those stories to be told. What an amazing opportunity that we have to share those stories. And you have such a neat experience and perspective when it comes to that, to sharing stories. So I'm curious if there's one that you got to share that meant a lot to you, a story that might not have been told or heard if it weren't for you telling it. Does anything come to mind? Would put me on the spot. This is great. No, it's good. Um, Makes me think back. Um, The first story that kind of popped into my head was was several months ago. We were out in one of the communities here in Johannesburg, and there was a lady, um, a go-go, which means grandma, and she was crocheting. That's another form of creativity that I really love is crocheting and like making blankets. And so to be able to like see someone who lives on the complete opposite side of the world that I'm from also crocheting and it reminded me of my grandma and I just got to kind of talk with her take some really great photos of her um just being so overjoyed at like these projects that she was creating like she made these little stuffed animals um and so getting to kind of share that story it was such a simple story but I think getting to share that and post it on our social media so other people can kind of see not that it got her a ton of exposure or anything but I think it just showed that you know people are even on the other side of the world are doing real life things and like she's crocheting which she wouldn't think that I don't know I would never guess that crocheting was a popular thing in South Africa but that's like one of the first stories that kind of mine was it It was one of my favorite stories to write just because getting to kind of share her passion and how she got into crocheting during the middle of the pandemic when she needed a source of income for her family um so she learned how to crochet and started making stuffed animals and began to sell them so getting to kind of share that story it was almost like my university that I graduated from had this little thing called stories of glory so I'm giving them credit for that because I don't want to 
steal it, but it was like stories of glory where they would just share testimonies. That's kind of what that reminded me of. It was a story of glory, like how the Lord provided for her through the source of creativity and able to encourage her that God is creative. And because he made us, we are also creative. And so I could tell her like the creator made you and that's why you're able to be creative. And that's why like you have this thing that you get to share. And then we got to share that. So it was just all sorts of creativity. <laughs> Yo, I love that so much. And you know what? It reminds me the passage in Exodus where the Lord is giving instructions on the construction of the tabernacle. He says to one man whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce, he says, the spirit of the Lord has given you the skill of creativity and you now have the knowledge and ability to practice creativity. And I think that is so neat. Something I think a lot of people, a lot of believers don't realize is when you have the Holy Spirit in you, you have that same knowledge and ability to to be creative. Jordan, like you said, it's such a source of joy that I think a lot of people miss out on. My favorite part about that go-go story is you said she started crocheting during the pandemic, you know, just as a hobby, as a source of joy, especially in the midst of 2020. I think everybody can relate to needing that. You know, I don't know any specific statistics, but just from hearing stories, experiencing the pandemic back in the States, then here from South Africa as well, just so many stories of people really struggling with mental health during that time, being stuck at home, losing jobs and income. That takes a toll. That takes a toll on people mental health. And I know that mental health is an issue that you're also passionate about. So would you mind sharing with us, one, a little bit about your history with mental health and why you're passionate about this issue? And then two, like the go-go from your story, how creativity can be a source of joy, even if you struggle with mental health. Maybe just share with us how the two are connected. A few things come to mind when you're talking about that. I think I also was one of those people who struggled with my mental health during 2020. The enemy likes to use isolation to kind of attack us. And obviously everyone's isolated during the middle of the pandemic, not able to leave home or anything. So I did struggle a lot just with my mental health, which is funny because I have always been someone who writes and that kind of always been healing. But honestly, during the year of 2020, that was kind of a year where I didn't write. I have a blog and I didn't write anything on my blog for almost an entire year. And it was almost like the Lord working in me rather than me like writing all this stuff out to like process. It was like, no, I had to process it with him first before I could even begin to share it with the world. I just wanted to say that I think like the Lord uses creativity at different times in our lives and in different ways. Um, and that was more of inner processing with the Lord. But in general, um, I have struggled with anxiety and depression in my life. I think one of the biggest years of that was um, when I was a junior in college, I had absolutely like the worst depression, anxiety. It was, I say it lightly because it was kind of self-diagnosed. I never went to a doctor or anything like that, but I knew that I was depressed. It was very hard to get out of bed in the morning. And when I wasn't depressed, I was anxious as heck and it was just terrible. But I, the Lord used writing that year to really allow me to spend time with him and heal and process. I was planning on writing a book that year and I wrote like 30,000 words, but never published it anywhere. It's literally on a Google doc somewhere in my, on my Google Drive. And sometimes I look back on it and I'm like, it's kind of cringy to read now. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if this will ever see the light of day. But I look back and I'm like, the Lord encouraged me to write, not so that I could publish it and have this story go out there, but instead so I could process those feelings um, because he's given me this gift of creativity with writing and that's how I process and he's used that to heal me. And I think that if I wouldn't have wrote down so much stuff that year, I wouldn't have this stuff to look back on and say, wow, like look where I was right there and like look where I am now and look what the Lord brought you through. 
through. And this is so cheesy and I'm just going to say this because I know you'll appreciate it. But like <laughs> the line in my head right now is from Hamilton and he's saying I wrote my way out, which is just like so funny. But obviously like you appreciate that because you love yeah. musicals too. But it was just like truly I think the Lord does use writing or any form of creativity to kind of help us get out of those dark parts in our life like I mean you look at the Psalms like David who wrote most of the Psalms like those are some pretty depressing things that he wrote um but he wrote his way out like that's kind of what he did is he wrote and processed with the Lord because if you internalize it all and you don't have any source to get any of that out you don't have to write it on paper you could sing music you could draw a picture like do something but if you don't get that processing out I think it can really fester and become bitterness 100 percent and first, thank you so much for sharing and for your vulnerability. But yeah, no, like you said, regarding Hamilton, as cheesy as it sounds, I wrote my way out. But it reminded me of a lyric later in that song that you were referring to when he says, when my prayers to God were met with indifference, I picked up a pen. And I'm not sure how theologically sound Hamilton is, but I can definitely relate to that sentiment of man, even in the past few weeks, just moments of crying out to God and just asking him where he's at, asking him to reveal himself. And for me, having some creative outlets in the past few weeks, for me, it's been painting or taking photos or even working on this podcast. The Lord really does use that creativity to slow me down so he can speak to me. And like I said earlier, the spirit of God is creativity and God himself is the creator. So maybe even in those moments when you feel like maybe the Lord isn't answering your prayers or maybe he isn't answering them in the way that you want them to be answered. Maybe you feel like he isn't even listening to you in the first place, I think that you could at least use that creative outlet to take a minute and pray for creativity, whether crocheting or writing or photography, whatever it is, just allow that to connect you back to the creator. Or like you said, it could help you heal and process alongside of the Lord. And I think that that's such a neat gift. So I'm going to put you on the spot really fast, but I couldn't help but notice that your Bible is open. So could you share what your Bible is open to and then maybe speak into it a bit? No problem. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, because I mean, I kind of knew we were going to talk about mental health a little bit. <laughs> um, it's going to sound cheesy and cliche. This is like a verse that I went back to a lot when I was struggling with mental health. And again, it's the Psalms, it's words, it's creativity. I think there's just a theme and kind of what you were saying, the Lord is creator. And because of that, like we are also creative because we're made in his image. So I'm just putting that out there. Like, I think there's people can think, well, I'm not creative. I don't have a creative bone in my body, but it's like, no, actually you do. It just might not be like what you think. Literally people are really gifted with spreadsheets and that can be creativity because they're like their brain works that way people can be creative with numbers they can be creative with anything so I just want to put that out there but that being said this verse it's Psalm, Psalm 139 verse 11 through 12 and it says if I say surely the darkness will hide me and the light around me will be night even the darkness is not dark to you. The night shines like the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. And I think that verse just really helped me through depression. Um, and even like looking back, I don't want to say that that verse was like this magical thing that like healed me in the midst of it. There's a certain version that says even darkness is as light to you. And I just think how we can be in a situation where everything just seems so chaotic and dark and we don't see a way out. But the Lord's vision, I guess you could say, is not the same as us. Like he can see beyond it so like when we're in utter darkness and we don't know what's going on like it's light to him like he sees the whole situation he can see he can see it's not dark to him he doesn't look at you and be like oh no I don't know where don't know where Jordan's at it's dark like he's like no it's light I can see the way out like you can't see the way out but I can 
And so I think just holding on to that, knowing that like, even when you were in like the deepest pits of depression or you're shaking with anxiety, I know that it really helped me to know the Lord already saw the way out. And my prayer a lot that friends prayed over me and that I really thought about was that my prayer wasn't that the Lord would just like pluck me out of the depression, but instead he'd carry me through it. And I can say that now he has, and he's really healed me. Yo, I so love that. I mean, I love that a lot. You said it, but nothing is a surprise to the Lord. You're not lost. He isn't just going to leave you in the dark. Um, the heart of this show is 1 Samuel 14. The story starts out with Jonathan stepping out into faith, making room for the Lord to move through him. And that turned into an entire army of people rallying behind him and fighting alongside of him. And then they, as a people, were able to share in the Lord's victory. So with that in mind, in your opinion, what are things that believers can do to help fight alongside brothers and sisters in Christ that are struggling with mental illness, um, anxiety, depression, even if it's similar to you and it hasn't been diagnosed, but they're just really struggling. Maybe it's just a hard season. What are some things that believers can do to rally behind and fight alongside fellow believers that are struggling in this area? I think one of the biggest things is obviously like I think it is being talked about more. People can not make mental health as taboo as it is in America just because it just seems like one of those things where a lot of people will say, oh, just pray and you'll be fine. And like while there is such power in prayer and like I'm a firm believer in praying and I had to pray so much through some of those seasons of my life, but the church can really rally behind in the sense of one, praying for people because that is important, but two, supporting those people and not telling them just to snap out of it. So if you know someone's depressed or struggling, like make them a meal because sometimes it's really hard to cook food for yourself when you're depressed. Or if you know they're struggling with anxiety, like learn ways to kind of help people through an anxiety attack. And I think educate yourself. What are the signs of depression and anxiety? So you can kind of walk through those situations with people. I mean, the best picture of the church is in Acts. They broke bread together in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. And it said that they were like selling their possessions and giving to the needy. And I think that's just the most beautiful picture of the church. If people could maybe just stop looking at themselves, I don't want to say that everyone's so focused on their image, but maybe just stop for a second and look at the people around them and really try to be the church. So invite people over for dinner is like, if you know someone's struggling or they're on their own and they live alone, invite them over. Um, yeah, I like to give intangible ideas. Take them out for coffee, like show up at their house with a home cooked meal, do something for people that is more like a tangible thing. And yes, still pray for them, but like show up too. Don't just pray for people and be like, oh, I'm praying for you. Have fun. Like pray, but then also be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah, you're so right. There's such power in prayer, but also in just being that physical representation of Jesus. Um, I love what my pastor said this past Sunday at church. He said, the kingdom of God isn't just in talk, but in demonstration. And that goes with what you're saying as well. Just showing up for people could be what points them to Jesus creativity and mental health obviously those are two things that it's like eh. I mean they don't seem like they go hand in hand but I would just encourage people out there one like encourage you that you are creative and find a creative outlet um whether that's something like really loving movies and analyzing movies or whether it's writing or crocheting or painting like I think just find something that brings you joy it doesn't have to be something that you do to make money it doesn't have to be something that you're making profit off of or that you are getting a whole lot of likes or views but just 
just do something that makes you happy and brings you joy because ultimately if that thing brings you joy and it's healthy and it's a good thing like and it's a creative thing the Lord has given you that desire and given you that ability so I think it's just really good to do that and then also if you are struggling with mental health I just want to say don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help I think the biggest thing the enemy likes to do is isolate us I said that in the beginning so don't let yourself be isolated as painful as it may be reach out to someone like reach out to a texting hotline or something like that if you don't have anyone to talk to but just reach out and don't be afraid because people would much rather hear from you when you're not okay than like never hear from you at all like they want to hear from you and be able to help you and encourage you that's so good jordan thank you i think the lord has just gifted you immensely and i'm so thankful for you sharing with us today your heart and perspective thanks for listening see you next time